everybody. This is my July wrap up and it's pretty terrible. Um, we had a lot going on in the month of July. We moved and my grandpa moved and it was just like a lot of moving, a lot of driving. It was, it was not an optimal month for reading at all. I only read four books this month, which is tragic. Um, considering I've read like at least 10 books like every single month this year. So four books is really painful and I don't have a whole lot to talk about. So this probably won't be a very long podcast, but, um, it is what it is. Um, and as I've said, I feel like reading has just been kind of hard in quarantine. Um, my husband has been home, so I've obviously been wanting to spend time with him because that's not typical. And, um, I just feel like you're just not really in the mood to read. You know, I, I also haven't really been watching a lot of TV, like I've already said, so I really don't know what it is I've been doing with my time. I guess just like binge watching TikToks and just like scrolling constantly through my phone. Um, I really just don't know. Um, I guess stress just takes up a lot of time in your life. I'm not really sure, but I just haven't been reading as well as I feel like I should be because I should have so much free time now to do so. Um, and so it's kind of annoying, but I think, I don't know. I don't know if I'm putting pressure on it, but I like to read. So like you would think that I would just like, I also feel like I wish I were at a pool right now because it's like summer and I feel like I did a lot of like pool reading last summer. And so I feel like if I could just like go and lay out at the beach with a book, like, or lay out at a pool with a book, like, I feel like that would help. Um, that's like my favorite time to read is during the summer by a pool or like in a pool and, this is not that this year. So, um, I don't know. It's just been not a good month. I'm hopeful that next month will be better because things will be more, um, calmed down and we're not going to be moving around and all that. So hopefully next month will be better. Also, I don't know how the sound quality of this is going to be. I have to find the right room in this house to record a podcast and there's just not, there's a ton of options, but there's a, a ton that are just like bad options. Um, no room in this house has carpeting, which I feel like is the best quality for recording a podcast. I know a lot of people are reporting their podcasts. I think I said porting, I don't know, uh, recording their podcasts in closets and finding the right closet is also an issue. Like there's just not a good closet. I don't know. So hopefully this room will work. Um, hopefully the sound quality is good. I'm still not hundred percent sure about the sound quality on this new phone. So I don't know. It's just a process. So let's get into the books that I read and I actually have more books I did not finish this month than I have books that I read, which is also sad. Um, I think I was just feeling very temperamental and every single time I would start a book, I'd be like, meh, I don't want to read it. Eh, I don't want to read it. Eh. So this just like adds more fuel to the fact that I probably should go back through the books that I DNF because I probably should give them more than like 20 pages, but I'm just being very picky right now and like things aren't suiting my mood and even though like the libraries are back open and I'm reading library books like it's still just not really working. I don't know. I'm not sure what's going on but anyway it's gonna be a doozy. So the first book that I read this month is Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix by J.K. Rowling. Um, I started this book at the end of last month and I thought I was gonna finish it but I had like two chapters left or something. So I finished it at the very beginning of this month. I thought I was like on a roll. I was like first day of July, I already finished a book, but that didn't carry out obviously. So I, I read this, um, 
this book is my favorite out of the whole series. I absolutely love this one. This has always been my favorite, hands down. Um, I don't know that it's necessarily my favorite movie, but it's definitely my favorite book. Um, oh, big silo, okay. Um, so I have always liked this book. And like I've said like several times before, I like it when in books and movies and shows when all of the characters are together. And so this is the first book that they really all come together. The Triwizard Tournament, like they kind of, I actually used to hate that book. And then the last time I read it, I feel like I had a new appreciation for it for some reason. Um, maybe because there are, there's a lot of togetherness in that book, but this is the first time really that they're all together. All of the adults come together to form the Order of the Phoenix. All of the kids come together to form the DA and, um, even like on holidays and stuff, like they go to, um, Sirius's home for Christmas and they're all together for Christmas. And it just, it's the first time that they're all really spending time together and I love it. It makes me so happy. Um, just all their interactions. I really had a huge appreciation for Molly in this book. I sometimes think that Molly is an underrated character and people forget, but she is just the most wholesome, good, like, she's so good. And she, there are several times where she talks about how Harry's not her son, but he's as good as, and it's like, oh my God, like, it, it just, like, I was so overwhelmed reading all the stuff that Molly, like, had, like, all the stuff about Molly in this book. It, it was so overwhelming. Um, and yeah, so I just really like that they're all together. Um, I think an easy favorite, obviously, is like the last book because that's when like all the stuff happens and the battles and whatever. And that's probably honestly like my second favorite because um, of like the more togetherness and things like that. Actually, maybe not though because they're alone for so much of it. Um, I don't know. But I, I really like all of the big battles and things because everyone's together. And that's the reason why I like Avengers movies and... Um, like all of those kind of things because I like it when everyone comes together. Like I think all the Marvel movies are good. Like Iron Man's good. Like Captain America movies are good. Like all of those movies are good to me. But the best ones to me are the Avengers ones because they're all together. That just does something to me. I don't know if it's this like family dynamic that I really like where I, you know, like I want this like big happy family or I don't know what it is, but I just, I, I love it when all of the characters come together and that usually happens when there's like a big battle. Um, another one that stands out in my head is the final Twilight book. What is that? Breaking Dawn. Um, because it's just like everyone's coming and they're preparing for battle and there's just like all of these people from all over the place and they're just like all staying in this one house together and they're all like it just I oh it does something to me I flew through that book the first time I read it um and that's like a pretty large book I think so I just really like when people come together and so reading this book I just like it just solidified like this is my favorite and you know again I don't know if this is like my favorite of the movies but it's definitely definitely my favorite Harry Potter book and um I've mentioned several times already but like Harry Potter is like my go-to when I'm in a slump and when I don't know what else to read and honestly I might need to read the sixth one because I'm still kind of in a slump right now so um it's just it's it's something that you can pick up and you can read and it doesn't matter which one you pick up and it doesn't matter how long it's been since you read the last one and um it just like puts you in a feel good all the cozy vibes and like whatever and it's just like the perfect book I know that JK Rowling is being like super problematic right now in the world and everybody hates her but um these books are just like you can't deny like how good these books are so um yeah I just 
I love them with all of my heart. They make me so happy and I will constantly reread them. And the fifth one is my favorite and that's the one I read this month. So if nothing else, July was good for that. So the air conditioner just kicked on. So we'll see how that affects the sound quality. Um, the first book I did not finish is A Burning by Megan Mujandar, something like that. Um, I keep trying to read books that are out of my comfort zone. I keep forcing them on myself and then I don't read them and they just sort of sit. Um, and typically it's, they were sitting on my phone. They weren't books I was checking out from the library. So, um, I keep wanting to read these books because they're written by people of color or they are about like a very important topic or something like that. But a lot of them have been like sort of historical and that's not really my thing. And so they've just kind of sat there and then I forced myself to read them and then I don't like them. And this book, there was nothing wrong with this book. I got, you know, maybe 10 chapters in or something. I don't know. Um, and it was fine. I, I didn't dislike it. It just, it, it was not something that I can read quickly. And it was something that I sort of had to really focus on reading. And so I was thinking like, maybe this is something I might listen to as an audiobook in the future. I, I mean, I think it's probably a great book. It's like, um, about like people, I don't even, I don't even remember. I literally can't remember anything. It's like, I don't know. It's just a different kind of story. And I think that it would be really good to read. Um, but I just, it was just kind of slow and um, it was also an ebook and I'm super over ebooks right now. Um, it was like kind of on the tail end of when the library was opening back up that I had downloaded it and so it was just kind of sitting there and I just, I feel like I keep trying to read things that are not exactly my cup of tea and then I feel like I'm forcing myself to read something and then it's just not working. And I know that there are books that are in other genres and there are books that are in other um, that are written by other kinds of people and things like that, that I would enjoy, um, that wouldn't be so far out of my comfort zone. And I think that this honestly could have been, it was just, I don't know. It was just, I was not in the mood and I feel like this is a book I could definitely go back and try again. But for now I just had to stop. The next book that I read is To Kill a Mockingbird by Harper Lee. And I haven't read this book since high school and I kind of forgot every single thing that happens. So it was good to reread it and um, kind of re-remember everything and stuff like that. Um, in Just Mercy, he mentions To Kill a Mockingbird and um, I think it kind of follows a similar path that To Kill a Mockingbird follows. And um, they have this like museum in Alabama that's a To Kill a Mockingbird museum and things like that. And I think that they're very proud of that in Alabama, but they don't all act appropriately in Alabama. So it's kind of ironic. Um, but it was really good to reread it. I kind of forgot everything that happens and I like just silly things like Boo Radley for some reason I thought was black and I think that that's because like when you're in high school everything kind of goes over your head and so I think I was mixing Tom Robinson and Boo Radley and my head and like it, it just like I don't know what it is um but it was it was upsetting to see that he didn't get off and there was no proof and there was no like it absolutely did not happen and he still was charged with like raping the girl and hurting the girl and things like that and it's just like so frustrating um but at the time I think that like it's just kind of par for the course I think that's just kind of how it was and it sucks um I really like the symmetry in this book. In the beginning of the book, it starts out with um, when my brother was 13, he broke his arm. And I think you kind of forget it because they're talking about like 
climbing trees and like dill coming to visit and all the things they did over the summer and so I think you just sort of associate it with like oh they were playing he broke his arm and whatever but then at the very end of the book you find out like in the scuffle with the honky-tonk hillbilly whatever trashy man who like attacked them that's how he broke his arm and you're like holy shit he broke his arm and that's like how the story began and it all starts and it's it the cemetery is like so great and then like how in the very beginning of the book like or most of the book like she's talking about wanting to see boo radley and he never comes out of his house but then at the very end like she sees boo radley and she doesn't even realize it's him and like those kind of things and um it's just like perfect cemetery it's just like really good um so i really liked it um, I think if you haven't read it, you should reread it. If you or like if you haven't read it in a while, I think you should reread it because I if you're like me and the last time you read it was high school, I think it um it hits differently as an adult. Um and there was a part where they were talking about like the treatment of Jews and um they were like, "Oh, that's so terrible," but then they were turning around and treating black people the same way, and it's just it's just interesting to me that people can see that they're doing something like some see that someone's doing something bad, but then turn around and do the same thing. Um, and my husband and I also had a conversation about how important it was that this book was made when it was made and what it did during the time. And I mentioned that, you know, Harper Lee is a white woman, but she sort of propelled the conversation and like she used her voice and her privilege to write about, the mistreatment of a black man and you know Atticus being um saying that he wouldn't be a good man if he didn't defend him because he's a person and because he needed someone to defend him and because he was innocent and um I forgot about various things like him sitting outside the jail cell and like all of the you know hillbilly trashy trailer whatever guys coming and they were going to try to come kill him in the jail cell and like Atticus like sat there all night because he knew that that's what was going to happen and like was like protecting him and just like things like that like it just it just it's it's interesting to read that now and see how you know obviously things are different but there's a lot of things that aren't and um I don't know I just think it's important and I think it was important at the time and I think it's great that she um used her voice to tell this story and um open the doors for more conversations and things like that and yeah so if you haven't read it I think you should read it it's a really good book and yeah um the next book that I did not finish is The Lion Game by Ruth Ware I thought for sure I was going to love this book when it first started it gave me like Pretty Little Liars, Lion Game, um those sort of vibes and it was basically like these four girls who all went to boarding school together somewhere in like Ireland or somewhere somewhere like really like cute I don't know um somewhere really like green and mossy and whatever so um they go to boarding school and it's basically like in the beginning of the book like this one girl says I need you and so they all meet back up and they haven't met up in like 15 years or something and it's about how they're all different and like whatever and it's about like um I guess I don't really remember um I so okay I read like 200 pages okay and literally nothing was happening I was like get to the fucking point because like they kept going around and around and it was like hinting at like oh like I don't want to talk about the thing and then it's like well we have to talk about the thing and then it's like well the thing is happening like it kept hinting at it in every single chapter 
like the chapters were short so I was like going 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 like that's my jam but like it kept hinting at it but then not talking about it and it was so frustrating it was like 10 chapters before they finally even mentioned why she had them it's just like fucking come on so basically I think there's something where like they like killed someone or someone like something happened and like the body was like buried and then a dog found a bone to the body and they were like opening an investigation sort of thing or like whatever I don't know it's like something so silly and then like I like skimmed to the back to find out what the um like the big reveal was and I basically could have like figured it out and it wasn't that interesting and um I don't know there it was just it was so slow and so tedious and I was so frustrated because I thought for sure I was going to like this book but it was just it was it was so slow I couldn't get into it also all of the girls were super unlikable and there was no growth between the time that they were in school together and then the time that they were like now adults like 15 or whatever years that had passed like they were the same exact people like doing the same exact things and acting the same exact way and I was like holy shit if you don't change in five years there's something wrong with you but like let alone 15 there was no character development in 15 years are you serious oh it was it was it was bad the next book that I read was A Stranger in the House by Sherry Lapina this bitch is my bitch okay I have read, this is now the third of her books. This is my favorite out of the three that I've read. So I would say this one and then Someone We Know and then The Couple Next Door. The Couple Next Door was garbage. Not garbage, but it's definitely my least favorite. So there's one more and I think she's actually writing a book that's supposed to come out this year. So out of the three that I read, this is definitely my favorite. She, I don't know how to explain it. She just writes so well. You just fly through her books. Like I sat down and was reading and I looked up and I was already halfway through. And I was like, holy shit. And they're like normal size books. They're like three, 400 pages. They're not like short books. Um, they're like normal size. But I just fly when I read these books. Like they're just so engrossing. And like the chapters are usually small and they're usually told from like multiple points of view. And they just are so they just literally suck you in and you just fly through them. They're so good. They're like on the edge of being kind of like a thriller book. Like there's always like some sort of something happening and like whatever. And so like in this one, there's someone who dies and they're trying to figure out who, um, who killed this person and why. And it kind of goes back and forth and there's kind of like things or whatever. So, um, the ending was fantastic I really liked the ending um I feel like there was a lot of things towards the end that were pretty obvious that like maybe halfway halfway through or like 75% of the way through I was like okay like this is this is pretty obvious like what happened and then like whatever um but it was still it's still so so good even if you can figure it out it's still a book that you're like well I'll just keep reading especially because the ending was like that was not something that I would have like predicted I don't think so um that part was also good um, my only beef with Sherry Lupina is she has this trope that happens in all of her books and I don't know why and that's I think because of that because I've read two of her books I was anticipating it in this book and it, then it happened and I was like oh there it is like I knew it it was page 118 and I was like okay this is what I was waiting for because I knew it was going to happen because it happened in all of her books granted 
this is the third of her books, but she it happened in the other two books. So I was anticipating it happening in this book. And um, I don't know. I, I kind of wish she would go in a different direction maybe. But, um, I mean, I guess, like, you write what you know maybe. I feel like somebody hurt her and this has happened to her personally. I don't know. But I really, really like these books. And um, this one was definitely my favorite out of all of them so far. The next book I did not finish, I was very sad about. It was called 32 Candles by Ernesta T. Carter. It's kind of a play on 16 Candles. Um, the girl in the book, I think, has, like, an obsession with Molly Ringwald and 16 Candles. And I guess this is, like, her version of 16 Candles. Um, I have a couple of issues with this book. So I didn't get very far. Um, but this book is about a black girl who is living with her mom and is basically abused by her mom she is like verbally emotionally and physically abused by her mom and she just sort of deals with it and she just stops talking and doesn't talk for like a really long time and then I don't know what happens after she's like out of like high school like I I just from what I read it seems like like she like moves to California and has this like glow up and like her life is like whatever so she has her like Molly Ringwald moment with like whatever and like all like fairy tale comes true and like whatever my problem is first of all not everyone has this glow up like she was like an ugly child and that was like a problem in the like that was like a huge problem was that she was ugly and it's frustrating because not everybody has a glow up like some people are not gorgeous and they go through life that way and I guess maybe like it would have been better for me if she would have if, if you're gonna point out the fact that she's, like, so ugly and this, that, and whatever, like, then why not just, like, let that be the case? Like, you know, she's just your average, average girl. She's not gorgeous. She's not a supermodel. And that's okay. Like, I feel like there's this issue with, like, not normalizing that not everyone is beautiful. And I think that's annoying. And it's not just this author. And I think I'm, like, really taking it out on this book. But, just in general, I feel like it's, like, a thing. Like, everybody in books, like, have to be beautiful and, like, whatever. And, like, anytime I sit down to try to write something, I'm the same way. Like, I write about beautiful characters. I don't want to write about someone that's average and, like, whatever. On the same hand, I'm about to be a hypocrite. I don't like – I don't prefer stories that are – I, I don't want to say sad because I do like books that are sad and I do like books that are like there's problems and things like that but I think I picked up this book thinking it was going to be like a really cheesy like Molly Ringwald sort of story or like just like a really like fun lighthearted sort of funny book it has like so many good reviews on Goodreads like over four over four stars like it's like super super great and whatever and so I think and like they talked about how it was like really funny and whatever and so I think I thought it was one thing and I was going into it and then like to find out that like her mom was like abusing her and made like talking to her the way that she was talking to her and that she went mute for years and like nobody did anything about it like nobody inquired about it like it was just it was just known at school that she just didn't talk anymore and it's like I don't I that's not the book I want to read like I don't want to read about something like that like I want to read about like things that make me happy or things that are like entertaining or whatever and like I don't know if that's me turning a blind eye or what that is but like it just like made me very uncomfortable and I just didn't want to read anymore. It was just not for me. Um, and it made me sad because I think I thought it was going to be one thing. And I think that maybe once she gets to be like an adult, it's when she has like this like funny voice. But when she was a child, she just was so childish 
which is, you know, a fair assessment, obviously, but um, I couldn't get past, like, the child voice, and it just, that's not the kind of thing I want to read. I don't know. It just made me upset, and I, that's not, I didn't want to read it, so. So, it is, like, pouring down rain right now, so hopefully that is not, like, super loud in the background. Hopefully it's, like, nice, calming ASMR. Um, The last book I read this month is The Princess Bride by William Goldman. I was super confused when I first started this book out because my husband was like, oh, yeah, it's like the abridged version of The Princess Bride. And so I'm like, okay, wait a minute, what? And so this book was abridged from a book that um, someone, S. Morgenstern or something, wrote. And then come to find out, we did some research, and that's not actually true. This S. Morgenstern person doesn't exist, and it's a fictional, abridged version of a book. So William Goldman is the author of this book, and there's not a book that this was abridged from. This is just the book. So it's kind of like a book in a book, and it's like kind of whatever. So it begins with like him telling, like him saying, like, this is my favorite story in the world, although I've never read it before. So this is actually the book I picked for my Pop Sugar Reading Challenge for um, a book with a great first line. I fucking love that. And like, I've done like trivia and stuff for my husband's like restaurants and things. And I always do like whenever there's a book, um, category, like I think it's always fun to do like first lines of books and stuff because some books are, um, so popular that, you know, the first line, you know what I mean? And this is one of them. Um, it's the greatest story in the world, but I've never read it. Like that's so great. And so it talks about him saying like, that his dad used to read it to him when he was sick and he like had never read it before and so then he wants to get it to for his son's birthday and he sits down to read it and he's like what the fuck is this like I don't remember any of this and so he realizes his dad like skipped a lot of this like really boring lengthy like informational stuff that he wouldn't have wanted to listen to and whatever so he decides that he's going to rewrite the book the way that his dad used to tell the book to him And he, like, puts in his little, like, quips here and there about the author and things like that. But what's great is that he is the only author. Like, this book does not exist. Like, there is no Princess Bride written by someone else. Like, this was just him saying this and, like, making this up. And, like, it's so great. Um, So I have seen bits and pieces of The Princess Bride, I think. I think my dad really likes this movie and would, like, put it on. And so I remember seeing pieces. Um we watched wrestling a lot in my house when I was young. So the fact that Andre the Giant was in it was like a plus. So I remember seeing bits and pieces, but I couldn't remember actually watching it like all the way through. So I wanted to read it one because it fit the prompt and two, just because it was like one of those books that is like a classic that I had never read, whatever. So, um, it's super funny. I really, really like it. It has like a very witty, like, um, modern voice, I feel like. And it's interesting because I, I mean, this is fairly old, like the eighties or so, um, seventies, I don't know, probably eighties, but, um, it, it, it has like a fairly modern voice, which I think is interesting. And, um, it's just like, it's funny and it's witty and it's silly. And I, I really, really liked it. I don't know why, but for some reason it took me a million years to read it. It's not a very big book. It's, it's like 300 something pages or 400 pages or something like that. Um, but I think what threw me off is that it's only like seven chapters but the chapters are like hundreds of pages long. And so I would, every time I would like, 
I would get to a point and it, it, it almost feels like the story's over or like it's about to be over or whatever. And then you're like, but how the fuck do I still have three chapters left? Like this should be the end of the story. And so like, I think I just kept thinking I was almost done and then finding out I wasn't. And I was like, what the fuck? And it just like kind of drug on. It's such a short story. It's so quick. And like, there's not a lot that happens but for some reason, it seemed to take so much time. And again, this was like in the middle of moving and stuff. So, I mean, there's that. But I feel like it just took me a really long time. And then I did something that I don't normally do, like, ever. But I had I was um, probably like 75% of the way through the book. And then um, we were, um, we watched, decided to watch the movie. And um, so I watched the movie before knowing how the book ended and I think it actually worked out okay because then I was able to read the book and understand how the book ended I don't know it was fine um so we watched the movie and the movie is also like super silly and I it's supposed to be like it's not supposed to be incredible it's not supposed to be like it's like making fun of itself and like it in the movie is like pretty much verbatim the book like they did a very good job and I think Um, this William Goldman person in one of his introductions, he mentions like Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, which I don't know anything about that, but I know that that was made into a movie. So, um, I think that he helps turn his books into movies. Like he writes the screenplays and things like that. So I think that that probably makes a big difference that he is involved in the process because then they end up just like the book. Um, so the movie, we watched the movie and like the movie was like, you know, I, I probably won't watch it again and I probably wouldn't read this book again, but I do think it's something that like, it's a good book. Like you should read it at least once and like, you should watch the movie just to say that you've watched the movie, um, or whatever. Um, and then, um, there's also a book that I requested that is written by, I don't know what the guy's name, but the guy who plays Wesley, um, he is also the guy who's in Saw, (laughs) um, and he's in other things, um, he wrote a book, or has a book, and I think it's, like, kind of, like, a biography or something, but it's called As You Wish, and it's, like, interviews and things with some of the characters, and it talks about their time on The Princess Bride, so I requested that as an audiobook, because I like to listen to audiobooks when they're written by the person who reads them, so, Um, I want to listen to that because I think that that would be kind of funny. I heard that that was good from a book vlogger that I follow. So I plan on reading that whenever or listening whenever that comes out. Um, and yeah, so I mean, I think it was cute. Um, it was definitely like very silly. There are things that are really funny. There's actually this one part, um, that's in the book and it's in the movie where, um, the he's like the man in black and he talks about how he wears masks and he's like yeah masks are very comfortable I think in the future everyone will be wearing them and I was like oh my god that's so funny because everyone's wearing masks right now and if you're not then don't listen to this fucking podcast because you're garbage um anyway um so I think it's funny and then um I was telling my brother about it and he so he told me that there was a meme and it was like it, it has this, like, part for the Princess Bride, and then it shows, like, all the people wearing masks today. So it's just kind of funny. Um, and I thought that that was a little funny. That's what I'm saying. Like, his book was, like, super modern for, like, what he was talking about. I don't know. I just feel like I feel like it didn't read, like, a book that was written, like, 30 years ago. It read, like, a book that was written, like, last week. You know what I mean? So it was pretty good. It was entertaining. So unfortunately, I still have three more books that I DNF'd, which sucks, but that's all the books that I read. Um, 
So the next one is My Grandmother Asked Me to Tell You She's Sorry by Frederick Blackman. So this is the same author that wrote A Man Called Ove, which is supposed to be good. I've not read that book either, but I had high hopes for this book. I've actually checked this book out more than once, and I think that it looked good. I had a really good relationship with my grandmother, so this is like near and dear to my heart, I feel like. Um, and I really liked it at the beginning. It was funny. It was snappy. It was like this like old grandma, and she like cusses at her like seven-year-old granddaughter, and their like banter is really funny, and I really, really liked it. Um, there's like one part where she says something, something about like, when are you going to start smoking? Or, I, I don't know. Maybe it's not cigarettes. Maybe it's something else. And she's like, I'm only seven. And she's like, how long are you going to use that excuse for? And like, I just think it was really funny. Like their banter was really cute. However, um, I'm pretty sure it's a story within a story sort of thing. It's just like the grandma has cancer. And so I think that she is like dying and she gives the little girl like a mission to go on and she has to go um to all these different people that her grandmother has like wronged or something and she learns about her grandmother along the way um but to me it feels like one of those like stories that is just like made up of a bunch of little stories and I hate that um for some reason there's this book called trolls that comes to mind and that was like uh like for like kids or something it was like old but um I don't like stories like that I would rather it be like us like watching like the grandmother's whole life and like seeing that kind of stuff versus like the little girl going back and I'm sure it's like great I'm sure it's like really well done I'm sure it's really beautiful I'm sure it's emotional I'm sure I would probably cry if I read the whole thing but um I just don't like stories within stories I don't like like a bunch of little stories I like like one long story so um I had to put this one down the next book that I did not finish was also super disappointing. It was the Alice, Network, the Alice Network by Kate Quinn. I have been trying to read this book for a long time. I, since last year. I feel like every single month I put it, I put in a request, I get it, it sits in my little book box in my phone and then it expires. And I feel like I've been doing this for months and months and months and months. And so finally, I was driving in a U-Haul. We were fucking you know, 18 hours, actually it was like even longer in U-Haul, it was like 20 something hours, um, multiple days <laughs> worth of a trip. Um, and I was like, I'm gonna listen to this book. So I had already, like, I tried to read it as a regular book. I tried to read it as an ebook. I like, I've tried all these different ways. So I was like, I'm gonna listen to it as an audiobook. And we listened, my husband listened with me. We listened, I think, um, about like 20 chapters or so, like, like halfway maybe. Um, and nothing was happening. I was so bored. I don't like historical fiction. It's just not for me. And this is exactly historical fiction. Like, and the, the author's voice was fun. It was like witty. There was like banter. Like there was like cussing at each other. There was like, I really liked it. And it was funny. Like my husband was even laughing at parts of it and stuff like that. Like it was good, but it was so boring to me and now the air conditioner just kicked on again it's like fuck me um it was so boring to me like and nothing was happening and there are these two characters and it goes back and forth and it's like one character is with the other character in the present time but then there's also like the other character in the past that you're like getting their story and like somehow these two women are linked but there's not a real reason why and like it doesn't make sense for them to be together but they're together and it's like 
I don't know. It was just frustrating. And I've tried to read this book or listen to this book so many different times. And I finally was like, I can't do this. Like, this is not entertaining to me. And I really, really, really wanted to like this book. And I wanted to, like, get through it. But I just couldn't. Um, For anyone that's interested, I think it's basically, like, a group of spies during, like, World War II and, like, whatever. Um, My BFF, Sarah loves World War II books, so I know that this one, we had talked about reading this together, and um, I'm sure that she's probably finished it by now, and is like, it was so good, what are you talking about? But I couldn't get through it, it was too slow for me, historical fiction is not my thing. I wish I liked historical fiction, but every time I'm just like, I can't do it. The last book that I did not finish, I was so sure I was going to finish, it's With the Fire on High by Elizabeth Acevedo. Um, it is about a girl who is black, but she's also, like, Hispanic. Um, her family's from, like, Mexico or something like that. Um, and I was like, oh, I love this because my sister is black and Hispanic. And, um, I felt like it was, like, kind of relatable. I liked it. Not, not as Hispanic as this girl in this book because she's, like, speaking Spanish and calling her grandma abuela and stuff like that. But, um... I just, I really liked it. I was, it was feeling like it hit close to home and it was like feeling like, oh yeah, I like it. Um, so the girl, the main character in the book had, um, her name's Imani. She had a baby when she was a freshman and so it's her senior year. So the baby is now like almost three. Um, and it's like, she lives with her grandma. Her mom died in childbirth. Her dad lives wherever their family's from he just like kind of up and left his duties and so like her grandma raised her and then her grandma's helping her raise her baby and all this stuff and I I liked it um then there's also like this element where she um likes cooking and so there's a lot of cooking and cooking's not really my thing I said this in the very beginning with the city baker's guide to country living cooking is not my thing so like reading a book about cooking is kind of also not my thing um and I got like halfway through this book and I just was bored nothing was happening um there's like this new boy and so I think that she's probably gonna end up with this boy and it's like the she's in this cooking class and she just does everything very naturally she just has natural talent in the kitchen and um she doesn't use recipes and she doesn't measure and she like whatever she just kind of does what she feels and so she's taking this cooking class in school and it's like not working out for her because he's like very strict about rules and following proper procedures and things and she adds things to the recipes and he like tells her to throw them away and like she's like trying to work through that and then there's supposed to be this trip where they go to spain at the end of the class and like stuff like that and like i'm sure it's like a great book but i just was There was nothing really happening, um, and again, cooking books just fucking bore me, so I had to put it down, and I was really sad because I was really excited about this girl. I really liked this girl. Um, she had this thing about names when she named her daughter. There was, like, this, this paragraph, or this chapter. I also like the chapters. The chapters were, like, two pages long, and that's my shit. Um, it was, it was a chapter about when she named her baby, um, so her name's Imani, and her baby daddy's name is Tyrone, and they're, like, not together, and that's another thing that she was kind of juggling, but it seemed like they were doing okay, but I don't know, um, and she didn't want people to, um, she also, her last name is Santiago, so her name's Imani Santiago, and so she knows that anytime someone sees her name, they get an opinion of her based on her name being Imani and her last name being Santiago. And so she was saying she did not want to give anyone 
information about her daughter before they knew her daughter. She didn't want to hand out information for free. Like if someone wanted to know her, then they needed to get to know her. And that's not something that they should be able to judge just by her name. And so she named her baby Emma. And I really liked that. And I don't know if it's bad that I like that. Um, I think it's shitty that people judge people by their names for sure. But I appreciate that she sees that and she's like, okay, like my name is this and people judge me based on that. So I don't want people to judge my daughter based on her name. I feel like a lot of people, and this is white people, this is black people, this is Elon Musk, this is everyone. People give their kids names and um, they're just setting them up for shit. Like they're setting them up for ridicule or they're setting them up for confusion or they're making things difficult. If you're using fucking weird dashes and commas and shit in your fucking name, if you're spelling it with extra fucking syllables, like your kid is never going to be able to go to a rest stop and pick out their name on a magnet. Like your kid is never going to not have to correct the pronunciation when someone is in a classroom. Like they're never going to be able to put their name on a job application and have someone not look at it and be like well what the fuck is this person about like hopefully hopefully in the future like people aren't still doing that with jobs but like it's a fact like there are studies that have been done that like people with African sounding names they get their fucking applications checked in the trash can which is complete bullshit but it happens and so like to me like I just I I I really liked how she was saying, like, the way that she was explaining it. And not that she was saying, like, I don't want my child to have an ethnic-sounding name. But that she was saying, like, I want my child to, her name not to give anything away. And, her like, her information is her information. And if she wants to give it to someone, then that's fine. But people shouldn't be able to get information from her just by her name. And I liked that. And I don't know if it's bad that I liked that. I don't know if it's, like, me being a white person liking it like that. But... The author's name is Elizabeth Avacito, so and she looks like a black woman, but obviously she's Hispanic of some origin. Um, and I don't, I, I feel like this is maybe something that's happened to her is that people have, you know, p- picked out things. And there's also a conversation in there about, um, oh, like you're not black, black, like you're just like mixed black. And she's like, uh, no, like actually both of both of my family members are black, like, um, she has like one side of her family that's black and then she's another side of her family that's black but they come from I can't fucking remember where they come from but they come from somewhere and they speak Spanish as well and whatever but like they're still black and she was saying that like a lot of slaves were brought over to this country and sold maybe it was like Puerto Rico but then like is Puerto Rico Hispanic am I fucking that up I don't know um somewhere and like a lot of slaves were brought over and so they're black people in a spanish-speaking country and um she's still black and so she was saying like you know like she was correcting someone who was like questioning her race and like oh like you're black but you're not black black and she's like i am black like fuck off like you know what i mean like and it was like i think it was a black person that was saying it to her um it might have been the guy that she was like whatever i don't know but um I assume that this is probably something that the author has also dealt with because her last name is Avas, uh, Ava, something, I forgot it already, Acevedo or something. It's, it's Hispanic. Um, and so I'm assuming that that's something that people probably, I, I mean, I don't know her background. I should have looked that up before I did this, but, um, I would assume that she's probably had a similar situation because we all fucking write what we know um, that she probably is black and has had people be like, oh, like you're mixed though. And her be like, "Um, no, I'm fucking black. Like fuck off. Like, you know what I mean? So um, I really liked that. And I'm sure like maybe that would have been 
like race would have been maybe more talked about or something. I don't know. But um, I, I, I liked that because um, I just thought it was, you know, I, I, it is, you know, a thing people do. People assume your ethnicity based on your name, based on your whatever. And then they make a lot of assumptions. And I think that that's really shitty. And so I like that she was saying like, um, yeah, like people assume this, but like, no, like that's not true. And then with the names, like people assume things because her name is Imani and people assume things because her last name is Santiago. And so for her daughter, she was like, uh, uh-uh, her name is Emma and you can fuck off with your assumptions because you are not going to be able to like look at her application one day and see anything about her. Well, however, her last name is Santiago. So people are still going to assume, but I don't know. I just thought it was an interesting little tidbit and, um, I liked it and I don't know if it's bad that I liked it but I while I do think it's shitty and I think it's unfortunate and I don't think it should happen I do think that there are people like fucking Elon Musk that are out there naming their kids crazy as shit and they're just making it more difficult and I like appreciated that little tidbit that she was saying like you don't get information for free I just like that so um I think that a normal person that likes young adult books and I think a normal person that doesn't have a problem with cooking and stuff I think that that you'd probably like this book I think it was probably good I just I was getting kind of bored with cooking and um it didn't seem like the story was really going anywhere um but I definitely liked the voice and I liked the author I liked the writing um I would read something else by her I'm gonna look into it and see if she's written anything else um because I definitely liked how the book was written I just the book was kind of getting boring to me that's all So I think somehow I managed to stretch this out to be like an hour long podcast, even though I only read four books. So I just like to ramble. It's what I do. Um, Anyway, so those are all the books that I read in July. And let's cross our fingers that August goes a lot better. I don't care if I have to read every single Harry Potter book again. Like I have a goal of 100 books. And I actually think I did the math today. I only have to read like six books for the rest of the year, like every month to hit my goal. So I should be fine. Um, I also was going through, I still have like 25 books on the Pop Sugar Reading Challenge that I need to read. So that's like, I'm like halfway. Um, and then I also have been trying, like I want to be more inclusive with my reading and I haven't been doing a good job of that because um, I'm trying to like, master all these other fucking goals and stuff so um I have a lot on my TBR and I just haven't been in the super highest of reading moods but hopefully in the month of August I will be better I will enjoy more um I start like tutoring in August because of COVID I get to see my favorite babies but I also it sucks that you know kids can't go back to school because people can't wear fucking masks so um I don't know if that'll make me more busy. It probably will. So who knows? Hopefully, we'll just see. I hope that all of you are doing good on your reading goals, even though I am not. And um, yeah, nobody is hitting me up with their recommendations or like whatever. So since we're like halfway through the year already, um, you know, we were halfway through a month ago, so I don't know why I didn't do this then. But Since we're halfway through, over halfway through now, what are the best books that you've read so far this year? And, you know, hopefully they're not books that I've already read because that would suck. So um, send me an email to shereadhesaid at gmail.com and tell me some of the books that you have been reading and that you have been loving and um, books that I should read before the year is over. 
Um, I also feel like I have a bunch of series that I want to finish before the book. Like, I just, I'm a mess. I don't have anything organized. This is not me. This is not how I am. I always see these people that are making these, like, TBR, TBR lists for, like, the month. I don't know how people plan out the books that they're going to read for the month because I am picky and I have them to be in the mood for books and it just doesn't work that way. So, I don't know. Um... So yeah, send me an email or shoot me a text or an Instagram or whatever and tell me what you've been reading or listening to or whatever and um, just like let's make my TBR even longer, okay? That sounds great. Until next time, ciao!